All right. Well, this is uh, Are You Afraid of the Mark? Is this technically episode two? Yes, episode two. Yeah. So we made it. We're still uh, still chugging along, and after a long week of a lot of uh, big events happening in New York with WWE. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on this week. Yep, everything. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening at the Barclays Center. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. See. So, uh, what what we're gonna do is basically we're just gonna discuss the the week in wrestling, uh, which is quite a lot to go through. Uh, we're just yes. gonna do it. We're just gonna talk about it. What are everyone knows what happens? So there's gonna be no spoilers. There's gonna be no, uh, you know, match analysis. Maybe maybe to a degree, but um, it's basically just gonna be us two marks <laughs> talking about the the shows and smarks smarks yes <laughs> yeah we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna talk about the shows and and what we thought and our opinions because you know who gives a shit right but <laughs> let's That's really uh, what let's, it is just opinion based uh, yeah so let's and... uh, let's do it so um, let's just let's just start from the beginning yeah. um, NXT Takeover Saturday. Take- over uh, well, first I want to mention that uh, it started at a weird time because usually it starts <laughs> at uh, well for here seven o'clock central. Yes, but, you would uh, have missed the first hour if it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, you were like, "It's on," and I remember you were like, "It's on in like nine minutes," and I was like, yeah, huh? I was no. I was waiting for you to say, <laughs> "Oh, hey, you on?" and um, yeah, nothing, and I'm like, hmm. And uh, yeah, well, probably a good, good thing I did because you didn't know. Well, I I listened to Stone Cold's podcast, and he did the, he had the same reaction. I guess he missed like the first two matches because he thought it was you know the old uh, schedule, and they went with an hour before this time, which is nice. I mean, for you, I know you were tired, so you got to go to bed an extra hour of uh, sleep for you. So. It was. Uh... I actually dread these because uh, <laughs> for me, it starts. They usually start at one a.m. and uh, God knows, I'm not getting to bed till like four a.m. And I'd been up. I'd, I'd been awake since eight a.m. that morning. So, geez, and I, I, I don't nap. I'm not a. I'm not someone who naps. I don't. I just can't do it. I just never been able to do it. So. Um, and but you're not a coffee guy either. I, I, I am not a coffee guy. I don't. So yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, but uh, I got through it. I actually put. You did. I give you end. props. <laughs> you you did. You got through it. I actually thought you were gonna bail on me probably late in the show, but you 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 uh, toughed through it, and we got we got it done. It was a good show, so we wanted to go over it and and tell you our opinion on it and. So, uh, you know, the show opens up with uh, the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, and against Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and Tyler Bates. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, first off, I want to say that this was probably 
one of the matches I was really looking forward to because uh, they've been having a really good uh, feud the last month or two. Every match has been top-notch, every single one of them. Uh, my personal favorite was the six-man tag that they had in UK for that UK show. And uh, it was really, really great stuff. And it was great stuff here at TakeOver. I uh, really enjoyed the match. Probably my favorite match, I think, of the night, I would say. Um, real, all four guys, man. Just so good. Uh, you know, you and I were both talking about how uh, Tyler Bate is just insanely strong. Like, that's the one thing that kind of, kind of, we kept talking about. I'm like, man, this guy is, what, like 5'8 or something like that? And this guy is, like, he's, he's an ox. I mean, he's as strong as an ox out there. He is just... yeah. He doesn't Killing look it, it, but he clearly is. <laughs> he he's got the speed, he's got the strength, he's got the agility, he's got it all. I uh I really he's really, really fucking good. All four guys are really fucking good. It was uh really, really top notch match. Uh so yeah, and then uh so Undisputed Era retained against uh Mustache Mountain, and then at the yeah. end they had. It was, uh, was a very, um, you know, it was very back and forth. I don't think, I think there was a, there was, a, there was a split second where you thought, oh, okay, Mustache Mountain are going to win this, but then, but then, nope. And it was like, whoa, it was like very edge of your seat type stuff, and it was, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great opener, and uh, you know they did the whole towel thing again. Which, uh, you know, I mean, they did it once and that was fine. It, it, it was fun. And then, you know, they did it again. I guess they just wanted to do the whole, well, I'm not going to do it this time. And which is fine, you right. know, but, uh, it, but you, you brought up a good point. You were talking, you were saying how, like, you know, why didn't, uh, trend seven just, you know, come in just, and just stop in and the, 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 yeah. yeah it's like any oh, just any other match you know any you know in the last years or so you know someone's in a submission if you're in a tag team match and you're in a submission and you think that you're about to tap out then you run in and you just you know you just kick them out it's as simple as that um i can see why they did with it you know nxt like to they like to sort of go old school a bit sometimes and that's cool because you don't you don't see stuff like that anymore. Nah, and... it's yeah, it's not. It's a, more of a nitpick. It's not. It wasn't uh, anything that took away from the match. But I, I agree. I agree that it was probably the right match to start the show off of. It was a great opening type of match, fast paced. Uh, I think uh, it was cool to have uh, the War Raiders at the end, uh, or War Machine, whatever you want to call them, come out and. Uh, and uh, start probably, I'm guessing, started a feud now with the Undisputed Era. So, oh yeah, so I cool. mean, it, it's it's pretty obvious that the uh, Era Mustache Mountain feud is is over, and it's now going to be Undisputed Era and uh, the the War War Raiders, uh, which you know, cool. I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, I know you knew of them in the Indies. Um, I personally didn't um you know i will openly admit to that um but you know i i've seen them you know they they haven't had like a huge showing like on tv but people know who they are and they're gonna probably do really well and i think 
for them to move that they've basically been moved up to this feud with the probably the top team in the in NXT, which uh, you know it's going to introduce them and show what they can do, and it's just going to be it's just going to be I think it'll be a really good feud. Oh yeah. Um, so another thing I was thinking about too is I think maybe are they doing another War Games? Yes, that's the next pay per view. Yeah, so maybe they maybe it is a uh, three way between all three teams. Maybe Mustache Mountain does get another shot. I don't know, but uh, so I just thought of that actually. So they might have just had the War Raiders go in there to be like the third team, like they did last year. Definitely um, a good point. So that, I don't think of that. <laughs> yeah, so that that could be pretty cool. Um, uh, I'm down. I like all uh, six guys, so. That should be a solid uh, match if they do that. Um, so then, after that match, we had uh, Velveteen Dream and uh, EC3. This was probably my least favorite match of the night. Not saying it was a bad match, but uh, it was definitely decent. But it wasn't. Both both competitors are great, and they're bound for they're bound for glory. Yeah. You know? It was more. It was it was a good call making that the second match because this match is more of a character building type of match, and uh, it was yeah I mean you're not it wasn't a five star classic or anything it was it was pretty good uh, I, you could tell that Velveteen Dream is still a little green in there definitely over he's super over but uh, he's definitely still a little green in there um, he. Uh, you know, me personally, uh, I still, I'm not a huge fan of his. I could see why people like him, but, uh, you know, I feel like he takes uh, a lot of things from different wrestlers and kind of emulates them. I feel like he should do that a little less and kind of come up with more creative ways to get over himself. Uh, he's, uh, oh, he hands down has an amazing name. I mean that name Velveteen Dream is a badass name, so I'll give him that. But uh I've I haven't seen enough of him yet to really become a huge fan of his, but uh but he is he is definitely getting over with the crowd. Uh in this match. He was really he was definitely the most over. Uh um, oh, yeah. I mean I think I, I I struggled to determine who was the face and who was the heel. Um uh, I, I think at, I think at one point I had it the wrong way around and but it turned out i think dream was playing the heel right i think um maybe maybe i still don't know it, it was very strange because um because dream i mean his last feud was uh ricochet and obviously he was the heel in that and then to go from that to i mean ec3 he's been the heel all the time i think um, so it's and, and heel versus heel is just something that never happens. So I think I do think Dream. Well, was... EC three has been kind of a face. So from his uh, de- since his debut. So I'm guessing the whole idea they wanted was EC three to play the face and Dream to play the heel. But I think the way it, because it was such a character building match and both guys are pretty over, it just seemed like no one was really playing the heel. You know. Yeah. And it the one very... thing I like about NXT is that uh, they don't. 
I don't think they're not too bothered about letting someone get pinned clean. Like EC3, you might think, oh, um, you know, he's he's bound for big things. He needs to be put over. He needs to be strong. But you know, he just lost clean to to Dream, and that, that's fine. That's not a problem. No one, no one cared. It's not that no one cared, but it, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, he got he got squashed. He's he's going to fail from now on. It's not like that. Well, we'll get into squashes later. Real fucking squashes. But, oh, yeah. uh, but, but uh, no, there's nothing wrong with just a guy beating a guy. That's why I love, uh, you know, New Japan and stuff so much because they, they do that all the time. You don't have to necessarily – now, 50-50 booking and such is another thing. Like, I'm not a fan of that. But, uh, no, there's there was no reason at all to have uh, – Velveteen Dream go over here because he did beat EC3 in a uh it was a solid match. Uh but it was probably my least favorite of the card. Um but yeah, it was it was good. Uh I have no problem with who went over, so I think Dream's gonna be the the big breakout star. Like everyone loves him. You know, he's had he's had praise from from people you know social media he's had praise from the big stars and i think people see big things for him and uh, i think we should mention the the controversy in the match which was uh his tights uh call me up Vince. <laughs> um I, I, yeah i mean you know obviously so much garbage reporting comes out of these shows and one of the main things being that triple h was saying that he didn't see the attire until he was out there and i don't know i just think um i don't know i mean i don't i don't know how it works i mean he okay so he has conference calls or something i guess and but to a point, you know, I think he still has to stay in character. So, right, and I think that's I, why I think it's kind of bullshit because yeah. he uh, there was other reports other than what what you're referring to with the Velveteen Dream thing. Uh, we'll talk about that later on with because it I involves mean, Gargano. And, but, and uh, plus, uh, it, you know, and plus, uh, you know, Triple H. Yeah, he might not have seen it, which I'm sure he did, but. You know, there's more than one person backstage who can approve these things. You know, Shawn Michaels was probably back there. And are you telling me that he probably didn't see that and probably didn't think, hmm, that's not a good idea? Or, or the, you know, the, the, I, I, I'm confident that uh, these attires need to be approved beforehand. And, you know, <laughs> the, I heard reports that he wasn't talking about Vince McMahon, who was talking about a friend of his, which sounds shit, <laughs> but you know, these these are just the kind of garbage reporting that comes out of these things. And I I don't think it was there was anything to it. I think he's he'll be fine. Obviously. Um, oh yeah, totally. You know, nothing, I, absolutely nothing will come of this. No, no, <laughs> he's fine. I think. Uh, like I was saying, uh, something else happens later in the show. Same 
garbage reporting with Gargano, and uh, it's it was totally a work because uh, literally yesterday they had the no spoilers obviously, but they had the NXT tapings and he wrestled, so he's fine. It it's a work. Um, so yeah, there's it. This this is just Triple H playing the fucking you know. Uh, it's, it's a, yeah, he's just working them. <laughs> And uh which is you know, if you fine. work in that industry, if you hey, know the, yeah, if, if you're working in the industry and you know the kind of things that happen and things that are reported on, you kind of just want to go, hmm, I think we should mess with them, you know. And and I'm all for that because I'm not someone who believes anything I read when it comes to wrestling news. I wait for solid hard facts. And uh you do. You're very pessimistic with all that shit. <laughs> I tend to I tend to sometimes uh believe the hype if it's if it has a lot of grounding. But uh Don't get me wrong, there are case, some things there are some things yeah. I read and I go, huh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I can totally I can see that. But then I think then then I have to sort of think, ooh, actually, I won't I'll uh reserve I'll, judgments. I'll, and... Yeah, I'll, exactly. So um but hey, you know, because big, biggest example is when uh, there was the reporting. Remember a couple of years ago, when you were uh, you just you just not fathom, you just could not believe that AJ Styles was coming to WWE. You're just like none of this is true, and obviously it was, and now he's a huge star. But uh, it, it's just it, it's stuff like can't that, be right, right all the time. Yeah, you definitely reserve judgment, which is fine. I'm just it's just it was funny. I remember the whole AJ thing. I still give you shit about that. I remember I I had I actually watched the show with you again just to see your reaction yeah. cuz uh yeah. <laughs> yeah it was weird but, man uh, I, I remember like I didn't watch I didn't watch it live but for some reason I don't know why like my body just woke up at like 4 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep and I'm like hmm I'm just going to get up and go watch Royal Rumble cuz I've got like loads of time before I need to go to work so I just stuck it on and you were still up I guess you were still buzzing and and you're like oh shit I'm just gonna watch it with you and so you basically watched it back to back <laughs> uh, I think you 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 purely you purely watched that with me for that reaction <laughs> yeah <laughs> just that reaction alone i just wanted to see how you because you were just so gung-ho on like dude it's it's fucking bullshit he's staying in new japan yeah. he's not fucking coming and it's not like but oh, it was like it was like 6 a.m i couldn't like i wanted to like scream but i couldn't because i didn't want to wake anyone up that but, was the last genuinely shocking moment i think in was. the company it, yeah i think we discussed this on last week's episode but uh yeah genuinely the last thing that i think me and you at least were surprised at but uh so yeah but <laughs> that's a story in itself but um but yeah that that's that's the kind of i totally agree with you though you should probably reserve judgment a little bit on these type of things oh yeah um especially on reddit yeah, oh yeah reddit shit yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> reddit but, is a uh, shit storm the uh so yeah dream uh defeated ec3 and then the next match was uh ricochet versus adam cole this is probably one of my favorite matches on the card uh actually can i just um can i just backtrack i just i need to mention this but on uh on reddit there was this like user and he posted 
um, not predictions, but like he posted what he thought would be a good idea for the next takeover. And he said that Tommaso Ciampa should fight Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and um, he got he got shit on so bad and and then everyone reminded him that the next pay-per-view was war games because <laughs> he didn't take that into consideration i just thought that was hilarious um yeah yeah i needed to mention that <laughs> yeah yeah well you get that kind of stuff on reddit all the time though some people even though it's probably bullshit come up with some pretty good ideas that i've seen at times uh or genuine, genuine ideas where I'm reading it. I'm like, oh wow, I that would have been really cool to see. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, hell, we do it. You know, we do fantasy booking. We've we've done fantasy booking for ten years. Uh, <laughs> but but end of day, that's all it is. But yeah, Ricochet, uh, Ricochet, Adam Cole for the North Fantastic match. title. Both guys, man. I think both guys have a great. Uh, Big future in uh, in WWE. I think I, both guys just have an aura about them that uh, I you know I, I know management is very high on both guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Ricochet is uh, going to do really well in two hundred five. <laughs> I I really I mean I I want to think that's not the uh, path he's going to or he'll be led to, but. Uh, who knows? I think uh, they definitely, definitely have big plans for Adam Cole. He's very protected. Um, this match was... Both guys were just phenomenal. Uh, very good uh, face versus heel dynamic. I told you even before the show started, this is my most anticipated match just because of the storyline and the dynamic between both guys. Um, there was a really cool story to be told there. Uh, Adam Cole, man, uh, that that spot that I replayed probably like 20 times after the show of Ricochet doing a Caprana uh, moonsaults and uh, Adam Cole catching him with the super kick at the perfect fucking time. That was a just fantastic spot. Uh, that was probably the best spot of the show. Um but yeah, and I don't. I don't think it was. I mean, I can't picture it being. I guess not. I'm sure it was planned, but uh, no. If you go back and rewatch that spot, Adam Cole times that perfectly. Like he he hits him at the right time, like the most, just the the most accurate timing on Adam Cole's part. It was just so cool to see. Um, you know, it wasn't anything super fancy, but at the same time, it was just, just, it was executed just very well. And, uh, it was, it was a really, it was a really cool moment. And a lot of people obviously marked out for it. Uh, and, and, uh, what I really liked about it too, was Adam Cole, like right afterwards, just continued the beat down, hit him with a, another big move. And, uh, you know, it was a really cool moment. Ricochet kicked out and Adam Cole's facial expression of, uh, Ricochet kicking kicking out was just perfect. He was just like so just shocked and didn't couldn't believe it. And uh it just it just made the match really uh really good. The crowd really got invested in it. Uh and then obviously the ending 
you know, Ricochet hit him with the the 630 senton and they had to show it like 500 times. I think I mentioned that to you. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like how many times are they going to show this? Uh, and yeah, so uh, Ricochet beats Adam Cole and becomes the new uh, NXT North American champion. Yeah, I could not predict this. I could not predict the winner. I really just thought, I don't know, I, I, I think I chose Cole to retain, um, not because I didn't want Ricochet to win. Maybe I thought, you know, he, it was yeah, exactly, but clearly someone else thinks otherwise, uh, which is fine because, you know, I think it, it helps him and it helps him, it's going to help him progress. They obviously see big things for him. Um, to stick in with the title, so you know I'm, I'm looking forward to his run, and uh, hopefully he sticks around in NXT a bit longer. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I will say that I did predict this correctly. However, however, this next match I had it was an absolute shock to me, which was Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, I did. I was like, I totally thought. Shayna Baszler was going oh, yeah. to I, I retain Baszler. Uh, wasn't even I, a thought. It was like, yep, she's yeah, Baszler. She's retaining. It's just, it's just another filler match for her, you know, Evolution or whatever. Because I, I thought Baszler was going to be the champion at Evolution, the women's pay-per-view that they're having. And, uh, wow, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'm a big Kari Sane fan, so I'm, you know, I was cool with it. Uh it was a it was a decent match, yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, just shocking. I remember, yeah, both of us we just gasped afterwards. Like, really? Like, <laughs> I I thought she was gonna kick out of that. All right. Uh, but yeah, great match. Uh, both uh, you know, Kari Sane is a great wrestler herself, so pretty cool. We have we have an opportunity to see uh, maybe Kari Sane take on uh, Io Shirai and. Uh, you know, so at some point, so that's a dream match. Uh, it'll fill that that ridiculous void of not seeing Sane versus Asuka, because that pisses me off still to this day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good match. Good match. Um, cool moment. Cool moment. And she really, she was like in tears and stuff afterwards when she won. It's really cool moment. She she clearly has a lot of passion and. Um, just cool to see. Crowd really got into it. Yeah, and and Shayna, she's improved. You know, she obviously she came from the Indies. Um, she was obviously the first of these four horse women of the UFC, whatever, to you know really get into the wrestling scene. But uh, you know, she's she's definitely improved, and she'll only get better and. Um, oh, she's definitely improved. Yeah, and yeah, it was just uh, you know, I like. Did you see the interview at the end of the show? I think it was just probably just on YouTube or something. Um, she definitely could do with some like promo skills, but uh, I think she was saying like, oh, she said like, uh, Kyrie Sane may have won, but I didn't lose. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, she probably could probably work on her uh, promo work and stuff. But as far as like a look and just her presence, she's really, 
she, she's got that look, man, of just, you know, don't fuck with me. Uh, you know, she's got that badass persona. Her music, I think, like, once that shit hits, it's, like, just, like, oh, shit. Like, something, you know, shit's going to go down here. Like, this is going to be a, a beatdown or whatever. But, it, you know, yeah, she's definitely improved in the ring. I know she before wwe she had a brief stint in like shimmer and stardom and stuff like that uh so she you know she has a little bit of experience uh it's cool to see that she's really investing and trying to really you know improve as a pro wrestler so i give her props and uh you know i've I've actually become uh, a bit of a fan she uh at first, I I wasn't really too high on her, too big with uh, what she was doing, but you know she's she's really improved, and uh, so I'm excited to see what they do with her in the future. Uh, I'm guessing there'll be some sort of rematch between Basler and Sane. I don't think it's over. Um, it could be. It could even be a. It could be even be like a a short stint for Sane. Sane might actually drop the title really quickly. Who knows? Um, you know, they Kari Sane kind of gives me that underdog vibe with what they're doing, so who knows? Um, so yeah, that was good, and then uh, and shocking, and then the uh, the main event was uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Um, before this, you know, this happened, the original plan was Ciampa uh gargano and alistair black in a triple threat because black got injured they had to uh change plans and it was another singles match between champ and gargano which i think in a way kind of hurt the feud a little bit i thought that they maybe needed more time to spread it out um but before you know they they had another one-on-one match um but it was a good match i mean it was uh it was probably my least favorite of the trilogy, if that's what you want to call it. But uh, it was it was still pretty solid, pretty cool moments in the match. Um, you know, uh, one thing you and I, you know, both um, noticed, you know, it's just how just great Champa is as a heel. Like he's just the heat that he, the heat that he's gotten you know, over the last several months has just been crazy. Um, he's had quite the transformation, you know, and, uh, and you, and you, uh, you brought up how, uh, just how, uh, chiseled he is now, man. Like he's been hitting the gym hard. I mean, the dude is just, yeah, he's really taking it, uh, seriously. And it's, it's, it's great to see, uh, the transformation for sure for him because uh, it's really nice to have. The, I think the injury had a lot to do with that because let's face it, you know, when he was sort of healed up to a point where, not to a point where he was cleared, but where he was like where he could probably start working out again. Like, you know, I'm sure he was at the PC every day, but it's like, you know, what what do I do? I've got to I've got to rehab by just training and all he'll have done is just train and train and train and he'll, he'll have had months to do that and i'm sure that's the the end result <laughs> yeah and he probably got uh since he was not on the road or anything he probably had more time to to work on you know 
uh, his uh, cardio and just working out and, and, and training to, to rebuild his, uh, you know, his, his knee injury that he was hit, that he had, um, you know, he probably just, yeah, he had a lot of time to, to put in the gym and man, he has definitely <laughs> transformed. I mean, it is just, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I'm really uh, happy. I've always been a Champa fan, even when he was in, uh, uh, the Indies. So it's cool to see, uh, this heel persona he's, he's really taking on and, um, yeah, it's worked, I, I it's think, worked uh, really well. Um, he, like you say, he, he's nailed it in terms of like probably the biggest heel in the company. He's absolutely nailed it. And it, it's, a, it's a shame that will never transition over to the main roster. So he needs to, you know, he needs to hold on to that as long as possible until he gets called up. Cause that will not, I, I'd be surprised if it transitioned over. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, probably have him come out yeah, as a so, <laughs> yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see but at, right now man he's been absolutely killing it with uh, just genuine heel heat I mean it's it's really cool to see uh, I thought that was a lost oh, I mean, art there's, so, there's, there's uh, nothing more than a bigger FU than just coming out with no theme music no theme music he gets fuck you champa chance like all the time i mean it's it's just it's really cool i uh it's it's a cool uh it's probably a really cool feeling for him for sure i mean he's he's really probably loving the fact that he just genuinely gets disdain from the crowd you know oh how how could you uh, not yeah (laughs) that guy's a is a fucking bastard for what he's done i mean (laughs) but uh he oh my god yeah like you know i've i've mentioned it on the last uh podcast but i just love that you know him not having a theme just really you can hear just the booze i mean it's great it makes it a a more genuine moment and uh it's it's yeah it's really cool to see but um so yeah this match was was really good uh uh, a lot of back and forth, crazy spots, obviously, because it was a uh, last man standing match. Um, you know, Champ Champa did the whole, you know, exposed the ring again. You know, showed the wood, the mat, underneath the mat, and uh, he tried to he tried to end Gargano right away with uh, how he ended him the previous match, uh, but it didn't work that time. And you know, they went all over the arena and. It was it was a, it was a good match, you know. Uh, it was probably my least favorite of the three, but that doesn't mean anything. It was still, you know, really solid. Um, the ending was a little off, I think. Uh, it, it was, I mean, it was fine, but I think it was it was a little off with the whole, you know, super kicks like like crazy and and gargano for some reason decided he needed to <laughs> go for a running knee and it just he just I think storytelling wise he it was he, uh, i think it worked storytelling wise purely because it's like yeah it's like i i need it's like i need to 
uh, you know, I need to finish this and this is the only way I'm going to do it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do one last thing. And then it backfired and that's how it lost. And, you know, that, and I just, what, what gets me is how, you know, how people thought that that wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> it was just, uh, I mean, yes. I mean, how could you not, how could you think that, you know, it, it's so obvious that it was supposed to happen. You know, he cracks his knee and he falls and he's down for 10, which is, it's weird because he had so much more worse stuff done, had done to him that he didn't stay down for, including having a, a whole human being thrown on him. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was, that was a cool moment. Uh, yeah. it actually, I, uh, I forgot. I wanted to bring that up too. So, uh, that moment reminded me of, uh, there was in the G1 match with, uh, Omega and Yanu, who's like a comedy character. Uh, he did prevent Omega to get into the ring. He, he tied his uh hand to one of the, the young lion's hands like on the outside who was you know watching the match and uh he he threw the young lion over the rail to, and used it as like used him as an anchor like literally so omega couldn't like get back in the rig and omega had to actually grab him and fucking put him over his shoulders and throw him in the ring so he can beat the uh 20 count and uh, it, it was a really cool. Th it kind of reminded me of that with this moment where, uh, you know, Champ was like piling all this stuff on Gargano, like trying to get him to stay down. And he literally takes one of the, I don't know what he was, like crew, ring crew guy, just like literally throws him on top. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was hilarious. And uh, I think that guy was involved later in the match too. I, I think he got hit or something, but I was like, that, that poor bastard. <laughs> Yeah, but, that was uh, that was pretty funny, but yeah, the ending. You know, it was a good ending. You know, it it's it, it was very heelish because of how it happened. You know, it's like oh, he's handcuffed to the to the wall, but yet, you know, all these boxes have been moved now, and now he can just roll in and you know make the, make the ten count on his feet. <laughs> now, what didn't do it justice though is the fact that they showed a replay and. They did it in slow motion, and Gargano clearly missed him, and and went flying into a uh, you know utility cargo box thing, and uh, that I don't know if they were playing it as Gargano missed, like like that he genuinely missed, and that's why he got hurt, or if he was supposed to hit Gargano or uh, Champa, and Champa like instinctively somehow like went off the the stage or whatever and was on both of his feet to end the match i don't know how they were really playing into that if it was i think if it was uh gargano like just genuinely missed i think that would have been better but uh you know who knows it 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 looked like a botch but uh it was still a it was a fine ending it was a cool you know he'll somehow escapes type of ending and uh yeah, it was. I think Champa had to win that match. I I think it was just it was just too soon to uh, take it yeah. off. Gargano's and... playing the he's playing the underdog character, and the underdog character shouldn't win until it's a a big event. That's just that 
the same way he is. He'll probably win at the uh, the next uh, take the next takeover in Brooklyn, which is before WrestleMania. And just 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 cause that makes sense, and you know, I think the first was it Brooklyn where he where they turned on each other or or where they had the first match. So you know, it's kind of it's kind of like a full circle type thing. I just think, you know, going back to just garbage uh, news straight away was that, you know, it was a botch. He dislocated his knee and the finish was changed to let Champa win. It's like, oh, my God, really? Uh, no. <laughs> it was meant to happen like that. Jesus. Yeah. It. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, how this yeah. continues. but. You even said yourself um, that Gagano was, wrestled on the tapings. So yeah, yeah, he wrestled on the okay. tapings. He's fine. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I'm not. I I normally don't like to read the the spoilers of the show. Uh, for some reason, I was tempted to do it this week. I do it every once in a while, and uh, just to see because I was really curious if he was wrestling, and he did. Uh, but and you know, I obviously won't spoil anything, but. Uh, Something does happen that kind of shocked me crowd-wise. But other than that, yeah, it was uh, it was a good show. TakeOver was a good show. And uh, obviously, like always, we have a really great TakeOver show. And then, you know, you kind of get worried about how the main roster show does. So, uh, so SummerSlam... Uh, I'd probably give it a, a solid four. Solid four. Um, three. Yeah, I'm probably being a little generous. That wasn't my favorite uh, takeover by any means. I feel like there's a lot of better ones. Um, but it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best either. It was yeah. Three is probably, you know what? Yeah, three is probably a good call. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was solid. It was a solid show. wasn't wasn't awful by any means. It had some really good wrestling. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything to really, you know, remember. So, um, you know, it wasn't me- memorable in in a significant way. Um. Although the Reddit like I was folks saying, will I disagree. Think, what's that? The folks over at Reddit will disagree. Ah, uh, well, you know. Uh, can't can't please the Reddit smirks. Um, but, but yeah, so you said you watched the pre-show for SummerSlam. I didn't watch it. I mean, I know who won, but... Uh, yeah, I, so. I I checked it out purely because I knew I wasn't watching SummerSlam live due to it being long and me having work in the morning. <laughs> um, so I watched I watched the pre-show from the start to finish, so like ten till twelve. Um, th- yeah, so three three matches. Um, let me just bring them up. 
So yeah, there's Sen uh, and Vega versus Lana and Rusev. That's probably the one match I probably would want to see if I want to watch the pre-show, just because I'm a big CN fan. But yeah, um, I mean, I think you know, I think with with CN Almas, um, we all know he did so well in NXT, and he was he was champion, and he was top dog, and you know, people want to see him, you know. On main roster, I think again, I think not as many people were worried as they might be with other people. I think, I think purely, I think having Zelina Vega with him really, really helps. Oh, it one hundred percent does. Yeah, and, she's amazing. I love oh, Zelina yeah. Vega. I mean, she's so good. No one expected him to come on to the main roster and start main eventing. You know, he he was announced on the he was announced for a debut, and then he didn't debut for weeks. So, um, you know, and then he's just he's just basically doing mid card feuds, and that's fine because you know you got to start somewhere. You don't well for one, like you said, you don't need to put him in the main event right away. Uh, he needs to, you know, he needs to he needs to rebuild himself. He's on a whole new, you know new schedule, new type of audience. Uh, and I still think that he is headed towards really good, big things. I think they see a lot in him. Uh, you know, there's, you don't want to necessarily believe all the reports, but you know, there has been reports saying that they apparently see a lot, you know, they want to make him like the top Mexican draw. And I, I don't blame them. He is, in my opinion, Cien Elmas is a top 10 wrestler in the whole world. He's in my top 10. He's fucking phenomenal. He's an amazing worker. And his one drawback was he can't speak English. And now you have Selena Vega, who is an amazing mouthpiece. I think she's an incredible manager. And together, they're just fucking awesome. And you saw that in NXT. I mean... She's she's really good. She brings out the best in him, I think. And uh, I'm so happy because I remember telling you I was I was a little worried that they were going to split them up. You know how Vince doesn't like managers. So uh, I was really afraid because I think if that would have happened, Elmas would have been done like there, You know, I, he he really needs a mouthpiece, especially with that casual audience who doesn't really you know, they need some sort of character development. And uh, I think Selena Vega is the perfect person to to stick with him. They uh, they really are good friends, I guess, in real life. So they, you could tell their chemistry is really top-notch. And, uh, and, and they got rid of the management thing by basically making her wrestle. Well, yeah, she's wrestling. She, she didn't wrestle in NXT. She's actually wrestling more on the main roster. She can wrestle. It's not like she can't. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm glad that uh, they're hopefully grooming them to you know for better, bigger, and better things. Um, you know, I didn't see this match, but you know, I know they won or CN won. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Vega pinned Lana with a ro- roll up with feet on the ropes for the win. But funny. Funnily, Vega, she she rolled Lana up and then she tried putting her feet on the ropes and she was too far out, so she couldn't quite get it. And uh, it was pretty much after the three count where she then put her feet on the ropes. 
Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so... Uh, and, yeah, it wasn't you know, the best match, but... Yeah, it's uh, a pre-show. It's a pre-show match. Uh, and then after that, I didn't even know Cedric Alexander was defending against Drew Gulak. And according to these notes, it says, the Brian Kendrick and Gentleman Jack Gallagher were banned from ringside. Why? <laughs> what? Is, is think, there some uh, sort of... I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I I don't watch two hundred five. I don't even keep up with what goes on. But they they did a, they did a video package where, and I, I guess Kendrick and Gallagher, they're I guess teammates with Gulak, and they attacked Alexander. Before I didn't even and... know that. So I I just see that in the, in the and it's just very random. I mean, the Brian Kendrick. I didn't know they were together. So. Uh, reading that, not knowing, it's just like, oh, wow, that's kind of random. Um, so, yeah, I guess Alexander beats him. Alexander yeah. beat Gulak um, with a roll-up. Oh, the, and, the, the glorious yeah. roll-up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Alexander's... I don't know if it's his new finisher or it's a... a Maybe a signature, but it's kind of like a, a Spanish fly. But it's when, I don't know, like the opponent runs at him and he just hits him with a Spanish fly. It's so fast, but it's so cool. Um, but he didn't win with that. He ended up winning with this roll-up. But, uh, I mean, I mean, it's fine. Like I say, you know, we all loved Alexander on, on, on the, um, see the Cruiserweight Classic. We all loved Alexander, um, and yeah, you know he's he's doing well. He's champion. He's been champion since WrestleMania, um, and I don't know. I guess I think Drew Gulak. He, I think he's one of the guys who, I think, it feels like you know management see good things in him, um, and I think I, mean, I actually thought he was going to pick up the win for this, but. Uh, Clearly not, but that's fine. I think, I think he may be the next potential champion because he's got he's got a good character and he's a good heel. So uh, I think he'd make a, a good champion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how long he can he'll hold on to that. I hope uh, they kind of establish the title a little bit. Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah. And then uh, I guess next, I didn't see this either. Uh, the B team defeated the revival. That just makes me sad reading that. Uh, guess how they beat them? How did they beat them? Roll up. A roll up. Yeah. Oh wow. Was <laughs> it at least? Ups. Was it at least a distraction roll up? Nope. Or was it a clean roll up? I remember. Uh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter, but I just genuinely don't remember. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. it's a pre-show, so there you go. Uh, yeah, um, you know, it only went six minutes as well. So yeah, and six yeah, minutes and fifteen I, seconds. I know what you mean. I freaking love the revival. I love oh, them I in NXT. Too. Like they had such good matches. It makes me sad just reading that. No. Um, I, I know they've had injury problems. Yeah, they definitely uh, have. Which definitely hasn't helped them. But I think they're getting back on track now, which is good. And you, you can just tell, like in NXT, they were they were praised for their 
tag team wrestling, you know, the old school type tag team wrestling that they used to do, you know, and the, you know, the stuff like keeping the, the opponent away from the corner, you know, stuff like that. And it was great and everyone loved it and everyone compared them to older teams from the 80s, 90s. And, you know, you can just tell on the main roster that they want to keep doing that, but, you know, they just have to do a bunch of headlocks in between. And it's, yeah, I mean, I think I think the goal, hopefully the Revival win, but, but then, you know, I kind of think, you know, is the tag team division relevant at the minute? You know, I mean, the Raw... The raw titles are on a pre-show. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, and nothing against Dallas and Axel, you know, it's good that they get something to do because, you know, you don't want them just hanging around. And I think people, I mean, the revival on, on social media, obviously they're in character. So they're like, you know, the the, the state of the division is disgraceful because of these two jabronis who are your champions. And, but, but, you know, it's, it's a good, it's fun, you know, it's, uh, it's something for them to do and it's probably pissing people off, but so what, you know, it's, uh, that's what, that's the whole deal. You've got the, you've got the, you've got the face team who, nobody feels deserves to win ever. And, but they just keep winning then you've got the heel team who are like jealous and trying to end it. And it's just classic tag team personas. So, and that, that's all that's happening here. And, you know, you've got your smarks who are like, oh yeah, B team, who are they? They're nothing. They're just Miztourage. They need to disappear and revival. A real tag team need to, to be the champions. But I, I like... I like the, um, you know, the 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 mountain to climb, so to speak, that the revival have to get to, because it's like, it's like, why can't we beat these this this team who who shouldn't be champion and keep fluke winning? You know, it's it's fun to watch because you know that you know the end goal is probably them winning the titles, um, but and then it's like, and then it's like, but like I say, I don't think the tag team division is relevant at the moment so i think even if they win the tiles it's like eh okay now what you know <laughs> well i mean yeah it's it, it's got a lot of work to kind of reestablish itself i mean the last two champions are, are the b team and the matt hardy and bray wyatt i mean it's not a lot to really uh go on there so you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm hoping the best for the revival, and hopefully they can stay healthy because um, they are very talented. And I, uh, I really enjoyed their matches they they had with uh, Gargano and Champa back in the day DIY. Um, oh, I mean that match with them, it won match of the year. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um, just, that's the kind of team they are and what they're capable of. But but yeah, uh, six minutes uh, roll up win B team taking the win, um, and then so that was the pre show and uh, and that 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 led to the opening SummerSlam with uh, 
the Intercontinental title match with uh, Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose taking on the champion Ziggler with McIntyre in the corner. And uh, this went a good solid 20 minutes. And I got I, I, I to say, it was a very good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, the outside interference didn't interfere with the booking or how it, it turned out. I personally couldn't predict who could win. I thought Ziggler was going to retain. Uh, again, again, not because I didn't want Rollins to win, because I thought Rollins was a brilliant champion. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's a fantastic champion. Um, yeah, so Rollins won. Fantastic. Um, it was a good match. Yeah, it was great. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I uh, it was a good good opener for uh, SummerSlam. I I uh, I thought Ambrose and McIntyre didn't cause too much of a rift in the match. I think it was perfectly executed. Um, just solid stuff. Uh, I think Seth Rollins. Uh, although I I think Seth Rollins forgot that uh, he had to do laundry or something because he randomly had a gold side. On his his kick pad and his boots were gold, so that was really odd. But other than that, uh, very good match. Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, <laughs> it was a pretty uh, cut and dry case here. Good stuff. Um, yep. Good opener. I think, I think a lot of people assumed one of the two Ambrose or McIntyre was going to turn. Um, yeah, and you know, think, well, we know why it, that didn't happen on the Ambrose side of things yeah, because of yeah. Raw, and we'll get into we, that. But and I think everyone thinks the inevitable is that McIntyre is going to turn on Ziggler, and then they're going to break up, they're going to feud, and it's going to push McIntyre into a bigger picture. Into oh, they have they have big plans for Drew McIntyre. I can tell you that right now. They he is extremely protected. Which is um, great because he, he since he returned he's been a great he's been great and you know and he was you know he was okay in NXT he was very vanilla you know I know he was champion but uh, it just felt like nothing was really special about him but since coming to the main roster he came in straight away as a heel and he's just showing that his his heel persona is so much better and he works so much better as a heel and he's doing great and yeah i think he's destined for bigger things well some of the stuff some of the stuff he says on twitter too about like shooting basically on the the raw roster saying like, you know, no one puts the, uh, as much effort as I do. Everyone in this locker room doesn't take this seriously and stuff like that. It just really establishes him as just such a dick heel and just, you know, he, he knows how to play the heel. He, he's obviously, he has a good look, obviously. Um, he's, you know, he's improved in the ring for sure since, uh, leaving and coming back. Um, He's yeah. He, I think he's he's destined for uh, for really big things, and I think they there's a reason he's being protected. I can um, definitely see him main eventing shows. Yeah, he's. If I had to take a, a a guess, I would say him and Reigns are gonna be feuding at some point down the line. 
Um, they've been testing the waters with that with them two yeah. working house shows. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Honestly, I think they really think Drew Mac. Uh, they think a lot of Drew McIntyre. Uh, they kind of did before this first run, uh, before they got <laughs> sour on him. But he he was, if you remember correctly, Vince McMahon like himself even, yeah, called him like the next best thing. I mean, yeah, and he had the IC title for a bit. And then it just everything just went to shit, and next thing he's he's doing he's in three MB. <laughs> there was rumors that he kind of had maturity issues and stuff like that back then, but I mean they clearly still see something in him. They really do, and I they have every right to because he's absolutely improved since then, and basically every facet. I've definitely heard on other podcasts from people who were who actually work backstage you know that he at the time that he definitely had uh uh you know he not issues he had uh he thought he was better than he had an probably ego. most yeah. yeah ego yeah. yeah that's the word i'm looking for so, yeah, yeah he, had, he had maturity issues and uh i think going out of wwe really helped him understand that like there's the there's a bigger picture and he and he definitely has more of a it seems he he has more of a mature mindset now so i mean uh, he went he left he went to he went back to uk he worked for the uk independence was he on was he on he was in TNA. Yeah. yeah he is in tna which you know yeah but he went to he did the uk indies and nailed it and made he actually helped UK Indies kind of put them on the map in a way, um, or at least help towards it because he he was he was the top guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it was a solid match to start, um, and then we had uh, New Day versus the the Bludgeon Brothers and. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty solid match too, actually. Um, it was definitely there was some definitely hard hitting action in here. Oh man, I know you're uh, a big fan of uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. You like their their look and yeah, their, uh, I think they're I, th- I think they're two great top guys, top big guys. Especially, I think Harper trumps Rowan. Um, but uh, you know, both guys are great. Um, I don't. And, it's a cool look. I think they are definitely they benefit as a tag team. Um, they they pull it off very well. Uh, the match itself was pretty good. I was telling you, you know, when you were watching the show, like I totally forgot how uh, how good Xavier Woods really is because he's never, you know, you always forget how he he can wrestle too. Yeah, uh, I mean, so. you don't see a lot of, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't wrestle a lot out of the three uh, on TV. And when he, but when he does, he always he delivers. Really, he brings it out. He brings yeah. it, he brings it home. He really goes full force every time he's in the ring. I mean, that he had a really cool elbow drop to the outside. That was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. That, um, was, that was mental. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the match is pretty good. Went back and forth, and at the end, uh, Harper and Rowan. I wasn't sure about the DQ finish, but I mean, yeah, 
I mean, you know, New New Day losing clean wouldn't have hurt them. Um, no, they're already established. You know, New Day. Yeah, New Day winning the titles. Yeah, it would be the fight fifth, but the fifth reign, and it's like sure, you know, if they need if they need the titles, then fine. Otherwise, they can do if without it, was, it. If it was like sanity in there, I would I'd be like okay, like DQ finish it. It, it you know they don't really need yeah. to beat sanity clean because they're new. But yeah, the new day is they're established. They're one of the top tag teams in WWE. They they could have lost clean and they would have been fine. So uh, so yeah, I kind of I'm kind of a little. I don't think I agree with the DQ, but uh, you know they thought maybe it would help. I'm guessing with future. Uh, well, there was. I mean, we're gonna talk about it later. Uh, I guess Rowan got hurt, but um, I guess at the time they they had thought that it would kind of push the feud towards Hell in a Cell. Yeah. In a better light, so... Potentially, yeah. Which I think I discussed when we were watching... Well, uh, you kind of joined me re-watching it uh, when, I, when I did watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, I've never... You know, SummerSlam, it's, it's like basically the second WrestleMania, and to use that platform as a way to progress a feud it just doesn't make sense to me you know it it should be the the platform that ends the feud uh but you know i mean yeah but yeah what do i know uh <laughs> but yeah uh well, it was a good match um bludgeon bludgeon brothers picking up the win uh by dq and then, but yeah, um, it does segue into um, something more. But like you say, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, yeah. So the next match was uh, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens, and uh, the match stipulation was for Strowman's Money in the Bank contract. Uh, I actually, before the show, this is one of the matches I was really looking forward to, just because of the stipulation. Uh, I mean, I I figured Strowman was going to win, right? But I didn't. I thought there would be at least some, you know, cool drama back and forth. You know, uh, this match was a 100% squash match. Uh, Kevin match Owens didn't get one. one yeah, one minute fifty seconds. Uh, Kevin Owens didn't get one shot. Literally at, at all. He literally didn't touch. No, uh, <laughs> he did not touch him. He took a brutal choke slam. On the steel steps, and it was so bad looking. I legit thought he got concussed. I thought it. I thought his head hit the back or the back of his head hit the steel steps. It looked really bad. Uh, and yeah, it didn't go any better for him after because Strowman got him in and the ring and got him in the power slam and beat him and retained his uh, contract. And I was a little disappointed. Because, yeah, look, I get Strowman's like you know they're they're one of their promising guys, but yeah, you know if you needed someone to get squashed in there, you you got to do it to somebody else. You know Kevin Owens has been getting squashed by him for two months now, I would say, and uh, you know it just it's not it's not doing Kevin Owens any good. 
It's shit for yeah. Owens because all all he will get from everyone is oh why you know you keep getting squashed why what heat do you have are you in the doghouse you know what 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 did you do and he's, he's becoming thinking, the the big spot wrestler like every match he just has to take some big brutal spot and lately it's from been from Strowman <laughs> so like, uh, he's not- He's not doing anything. He's he's not in the dugout. He's, he doesn't have heat because he's on TV every week and he's in pay-per-views. And, you know, yeah, fine. He's he's getting beat up. and But, you know, he's on TV. He gets to wrestle on TV and he gets a storyline. And, yeah, sure, he gets annihilated by a guy way bigger than him. But, you know, Owens, it probably... I don't know. I, I think I'd like to think Owens as a person is thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't care. You know, I, I get to do all this cool shit and yeah, fine. Maybe I got squashed, but you know, I'm, I'm against Braun Strowman. So that's bound to happen because I'm the coward who doesn't want to fight him anyway. And, but you know, you've got even, even Stone Cold said that he was disappointed that I it, was too. It, I was yeah. to a point. I would have liked to have seen some offense, but look, you know. I think that the main problem with this match was uh, the stipulation didn't even have to be there. Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessary because of how they booked the match. It made it just very uh, lackluster because everyone's like, "Oh well, why the fuck did I even invest in this match then?" If you're just gonna have it, you know, with that, with the contract on the line, right? And, I, like, uh, I like to think that they put that in there because it's like, oh, okay. I'm sweet. cool with Strowman winning. I absolutely, I'm cool with them winning. I just think that Owens should have at least had some sort of offense to to create drama or something. I just, yeah, I like to think that the reason that they put the stipulation in there is because you know of the main event, and it's like, oh, oh shit, you're like. Owens could win and and he might he might yeah cash in. that's what it's all an illusion for them yeah and it is. It, it's it, to it's... put people off but it's also to make people come in and watch it right and yeah I just wish uh, if they're gonna keep getting Strowman squashes which I'm fine with I think it it's even fine with Owens uh, getting squashed by Strowman once or twice or whatever but I feel like it's been it's just been way too much at this point uh, the last couple pay-per-views he's just been uh, he's looked he, it's it's certain I think to really affect his character and uh, I think they really need to kind of rethink what they want to do with Kevin Owens because uh, what they're doing is not doing him justice at all uh no. but so obviously we know now Strowman owens is over um and it just leaves owens to hopefully mo- <laughs> well i think based what happened on raw i think that is the case but uh yeah um you know it just leaves owens open for something new which he'll whatever it is he does he'll succeed at because he's that good yeah so uh so that happened, and uh, then after that, we had Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella oh, for championship. <laughs> now, I want to say that I called this match 100% before, beforehand, 
Uh, I as, had said as, that as did I. Charlotte Flair, you did. Uh, it said that Charlotte Flair would pin Becky Lynch and uh, cost. Well, I guess not cost her, but to beat to win the match, and uh, it would uh, cause Becky Lynch to attack her afterwards. And uh, yep. it was so it was too obvious, right? So you know, I mean. So what you've got, you've got Becky Lynch, who's a face, top face, everyone loves her, and she is winning every match on TV every week for months, right? And that's great. And then you just know that she's going to challenge for the title, and you know SummerSlam's coming up. It's like, okay, so it's going to be Becky versus Carmella for the title at SummerSlam, and Becky's probably going to win. And that's like the safe way to go, and it's it's but it's predictable, and you know, and then so, yeah, so chuck Charlotte in there, and you're like, ah, okay, that just spiced things up a bit, and yeah, it it was the only possible way for it to go, and you know, I'm sure we'll discuss it. I, me and you, actually, we have completely different opinions of it and a lot a lot of a lot of people have the opinion on of what you have which fine you know people allowed their opinion but you know I'm yeah just i mean i'll we'll get to it there's there's uh there's a big reason why i feel that way um but yeah i mean going into the uh this finish was perfectly executed. I think it was great. Uh, I think that uh, Becky Lynch was the, uh, or, you know, the crowd reaction for Becky Lynch when she uh, attacked Charlotte was fantastic. I would say she had one of the, the loudest crowd reactions in the show. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, going into, or, you know, leaving SummerSlam with these two, I think it was perfect. We'll get to SmackDown, but I think this was great. Uh, and it really kind of, it, it gave them, in my opinion, just the perfect thing in the palm of their hand to, for both Becky and Charlotte. I just, it was perfectly executed and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to my frustrations in a little bit, but, um uh, it was a good match. Uh you know, I think it was a good call also not um pinning Carmella because it give it protects her and it also uh gives her something to probably complain about. Uh I've never been pinned, you know, I didn't get beat. Oh yeah, classic heel tactic. Yeah, so good stuff. Um probably is I would say that was probably uh one of the better matches it was pretty good. Um, so then after that, we had uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles, which uh, this. <laughs> so, well, for first of all, this match was obviously by a lot of smarks, really uh, a match everyone wanted to see. You know, two former TNA guys, everyone loves them. There was much disappointment uh, they, about its position on the card, but based yes. on the ending, you can understand why. Yes, it was, yes, yes. Low down. Right, right. 
Exactly. I think people are like, people thinking, oh, you know, they don't think of the WWE Championship as a, a top title, but this match was not about titles. This match is about no. story. Yeah, and on SmackDown, I feel like they even made the story even better, but we'll get into that. Uh, great, great match. Uh, probably the best match of the night for me, um, or for SummerSlam. Um, it was uh, pretty back and forth. Uh, you know, they had uh, a lot of cool spots in the match. Uh, at one point, Samoa Joe actually tried to go for the muscle buster, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but it was cool that he kind of went for it. Um, you know, there was the whole famous, uh, him getting on the microphone and talking to AJ's wife and, uh, calling, <laughs> basically saying he'd be your new daddy and which prompted, uh, who's your daddy chance by the crowd, which was just phenomenal. <laughs> Just, just awesome. Uh, they they kept panning back and forth to to Wendy and her and AJ's daughter, and uh, it was it was a cool like dynamic of just really, you know, Smojo being a really creepy dude, uh, you know, and uh, AJ got you know obviously super mad by uh, him talking to Wendy and went crazy and got a chair and got DQ'd. Uh, which is like you said, it was all about story. It had nothing to do with the championship at the time, and they're obviously think, building for Hell in a Cell. Uh, I think the same guy who uh, Champo Gargano threw on no, who Champo threw on Gargano was the guy yeah. who AJ punched. <laughs> yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah, so he's having uh, a bad weekend. <laughs> he's he's having a tough weekend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a setup match for Hell in a Cell. A lot of these matches were actually, yeah. Um, sadly, brings me back uh, to my point yeah. of making SummerSlam a, a yeah. jumping point for matches. Like, it was like, a, like I was telling you, it's like a prologue to Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a good match. Uh, and I enjoyed the whole Wendy stuff. Uh, definitely, definitely a good match. Uh, yeah. And you knew uh, yeah, it was gonna you knew it was gonna continue just because it was a DQ finish and Joe wants the title and he won't be he was he was he was seething on his way back to the dressing room. And obviously what happened on SmackDown, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, so uh Samoa Joe you know, he, he's trying to get in AJ's head and it's definitely working. So uh I'm really honestly this is probably one of the better feuds in WWE right now. Uh I think I think it's actually it's it's way better than AJ Nakamura, like by a long shot. Uh like yeah, that definitely not even in the same league. Um and then after we had the Miz and Daniel Bryan, which was Another match people really wanted to see. Yeah, uh, I was a really long time coming. Yeah, long time coming. Say what you want about the Miz. I don't like his in-ring wrestling, but can't lie, man, he's one of the best heels in wrestling in all of wrestling. He really knows. He knows how to play uh, the heel perfectly. He knows how to uh, play the crowd. He knows. He's just. Oh, yeah. He's so well, good. I said to you that. If you hate his mic the Miz, skills, everything. If you yeah. hate the Miz, then he's doing his job right. Oh yeah, he wants you to be an internet 
smark. Like he's that's his whole thing, and it's he does it perfectly. He knows how to piss off the crowd, and I think uh, I I know some people will disagree with me, but I think that Maurice with him is even better. I think Maurice adds an element that was missing from the Miz when he was just by himself. I th- a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I really think that that uh, that made it better. I, that made it better for the Miz, I think. And even in this match, I think her involvement was great. Um, they, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I I told I was kind of uh, telling you during the match that you could clearly tell that you know Daniel Bryan still is unsure of what to do because of his injury. He's still kind of learning to to keep it safe. Uh, you could tell he held back a lot in this match. Uh, not that it was bad or anything, but um, he just wasn't his normal self. He's not doing suicide dives. He's not doing top rope drop, uh, drop kicks anymore. Uh, you know, he's really trying to keep it safe, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, I, I think they know that this feud isn't over, but no, it's because, not. so. The ending was pretty great. I mean, I predicted Miz to win. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. Um, how he did it was just classic heel tactics. Oh, it was that, fantastic. That, that works because that's his character. He's the cowardly heel. Oh, yeah. And he will and now he's. And what's even great is they had that whole thing building up to this match of uh, punching Daniel Bryan, saying he wanted to punch the Miz in the face, right? And in poetic justice, the Miz beats him by punching him in the face, right? Like that was great, a great touch. Now the Miz could say, "I punched you in the face, and I knocked you out, and I'm the better man." You know, he kept saying through the whole match, "I'm the better man." You know, I'm better than you. And uh, this is—I'm really excited now for their their next match because uh, I know they're having. We'll get into what happens on SmackDown, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this feud to continue. I think uh, uh, it should be pretty good. And uh, they had Daniel Bryan with, a, I think, a well-executed uh, segment afterwards, kind of feeling defeated. And they're trying to, they're trying to rebuild him as that, that, you know, redemption story that we all want. And, uh, you know, he had Bree, you know, have to, have to kind of get him back into uh, that never give up and always fight for your dream stuff. So, I mean, it's it's gonna be good. I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. I think uh, I hope they push this till Mania. Honestly, I think that would be a, just a fantastic uh, blow off match for Brian to win at Mania. I don't think, love it. I don't think the feud's gonna last. I mean, I don't think. No, what I mean is, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be the kind of feud where it's gonna go from now to Mania. I think it's because there's gonna be a huge gap in between where they they won't interact at all but then something will bring them back together see i think i think they should have that last match at mania but i feel like that gap should be now i feel like they should kind of go pat back towards mania season and kind of rehash this and have both you know because the miz you know he beat brian right he proved that he's better than him so he doesn't he does i don't need to wrestle daniel bryan anymore i that I'm better than him. So you can have Daniel Bryan have to prove himself, you know, 
And, you know, he's, he's, is he a shell of, of his former self? He has to kind of come back and prove that he's this redeeming Daniel Bryan character, you know, uh, and build it up where he, you know, he finally gets the uh, opportunity to face the Miz uh, again, maybe towards Mania season. And you have another match between the two. I think that would be really good. I don't know. I don't think they're that smart to do that, but I, th- I think that would, in my, in my eyes, that would be a really cool uh, way to book it. Um, but yeah, it was really good stuff. I liked, uh, I liked the match a lot. Uh, you want to you know how I book it? What? Okay, so oh. as you know, or you may know, you should know, um, Miz and Brian are f- going to fight again. It's already been booked for the Super Show in Australia. Oh yeah, right, right. Um, the winner of that match gets a WWE title shot. Gets the what? They get he gets a WWE title shot. Oh well, the Miz should win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Miz should face AJ, maybe Survivor Series. Actually, okay. adding to that, I think the Miz should totally win. Is this show being aired on the network? The Super yeah. Show? Yes, it is. So what you do is you have the Miz somehow beat Daniel Bryan and piss off the Smarks even more that they could have had Bryan versus AJ yep. <laughs> and instead have Miz versus AJ. Yep. And, exactly. Uh, so build him as a heel. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe Survivor Series because, you know, it's a top show. Um, Miz defeats AJ and then... Miz keeps the title all the way to Mania. In that time, either Brian wins the Royal Rumble or probably wins the match that guarantees the number one title match for the WWE title for Mania, which might be probably the Elimination Chamber, which they usually do for the number one contender. And then that leads to the that leads to the mania match where ultimately Brian wins. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, I think that'd be good. Um, that's, that's my booking. That's how I'd I'd go yeah, about it's a it. Way. Um, and after that we had uh, Finn oh, Balor this, versus Baron Corbin. This wasn't was even clever. about the match. Oh, this this was... wasn't even about the match. It was just about how they booked Finn Balor. And this was clever. Uh, I feel like this is how you book Finn Balor. This is a prime example of how over this guy can be. Okay. Uh, let me just let me just say so before before this match, right? Before this match, I literally considered skipping the match because I thought this is gonna suck. I don't wanna see it. Okay, and so Corbin comes out, and then the lights go out, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, I literally forgot about the demon <laughs> for a minute, and I thought, I thought, oh shit, are they doing the demon? No, but they're not. And then they did it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. And I, yeah, it was a squash match, but it was a perfectly booked squash match. And yeah, and it's, I, uh, it's such a hard dilemma with with Finn Balor because he's so over as the demon. Like it's just it, he has an aura about it, right? It's like 
I'm not going to compare it to The Undertaker by any means, but it's like that where it's very special. Whenever that demon character comes out, the crowd is so invested, whatever he's doing. And um, the thing is, he can't bring the demon all the time. It's a special thing. Exactly. But you can't bring in the demon character all the time. So what do you do? Because when he's not in his demon character, people just don't care. He's been out there getting no reaction. So how do you how do you get a you know how do you work a a way around that? Do you bring it more often? Do you kind of build a character with Finn Balor where he really has a split personality, like a Jackal and Mister Hyde type thing? I mean, what I mean, do you do? Personally, you know, when when Balor came to the main roster, uh. He he got put straight into a feud with with Seth Rollins, which was fine because it was for the vacant title, and you know they put it they put it on him and and they teased the demon, which everyone everyone knew of the demon from NXT, um and but like even after the demon like or before like they knew they wanted to stay invested in him because they knew that it was going to pay off with seeing him as the demon. So they just need to keep kind of doing that in a way, you know, not, not rinse and repeat, but, you know, just, just something similar that, but they need to, they need to put Bala in a higher tiered environment. You know, he's been kind of rocking around in the mid card. I think and, the booking definitely has something to do with it, but I think also just, you can just tell the difference. Like between uh, normal Balor and Demon Balor, like the crowd just invests so much more when he's the demon. Like it's just, it's just, it's it's a it's a difficult dilemma to really kind of go with. I think that I agree with you. I don't think that they should bring the demon character because it's a special thing, right? Uh, I don't think that they should bring that more often, but I feel like they do need to kind of maybe be more creative and think of a way to uh, incorporate the demon character on TV more often without it showing up, like kind of have, like I said, like a split personality thing or like where Finn Balor mentions it, you know, like, you know, you don't want me to, it's like (laughs) he could have like a Hulk thing really. You don't want to make me angry. So I'll go, you know, uh, you know, I have this this inner demon, and you know, I really think that they should keep the demon like, uh, I don't want to say undefeated, but like, you know, like he rarely loses because it makes it even more special. Like, oh shit, like this, you do not want Finn Balor to get to that point because he's just like superhuman when he's in that demon persona. I mean, you don't want to get him out with the demon is similar to the. Bray Wyatt type gimmick, cause that that'll just fizzle. And I I think that's definitely important too. Um, but yeah, so that was a uh, really cool thing that they did. I think that was my favorite part of the whole show. Um, I gotta say about Corbin. Look, I know no no one's a fan of him, but again. He's a heel. If you hate him, he's doing it right. Okay. And they I know he wasn't getting anywhere with his 
lone wolf biker bullshit gimmick, you know, and that's fine. And so they give him this this role which he's 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 working on and he's actually doing really well, you know. He's been the annoying, obnoxious uh you know uh management type who's which you need, you know, you can't just have the happy-go-lucky general manager who's giving all the good spots to the good guys. You know, you need someone to contradict him and and tell him no. And you know, Stephanie is she's not she's not the kind of person who's going to be there. So you know, they've put Corbin in this role and he's took to it. You know, he's. He's committed to it. He's wearing, you know, he wears terrible ring attire. He even shaved his head. Um, but and that, you know, and I, I think he's really he's he's come a long way since his days of just shit NXT matches and shit NXT feuds. And he's definitely a good heel, and he he he'll I think he'll improve. Oh, definitely. Um. Definitely better on the mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just because he's been annoying and obnoxious, which I think he probably is anyway. <laughs> right, right. I remember on the Breaking Ground series on the network, how they portrayed him is that's the kind of guy he is, and they're letting him be like that. So, and it, it's working. Yeah, yeah. So we'll... Uh... We'll see how they they handle. It. Yeah, Corbin is uh, he's he's got a a new fresh character, so that's it's nice to see. Um, then we had uh, Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy, and uh, I want to say first of all that I have like notes, and the first thing that I have on here is just Shinsuke Nakamura is a cool motherfucker. <laughs> like, like he every time that guy comes out, man. He is so charismatic. He owns the moment. He draws your attention. He's just so good at that. Um, the match itself was nothing special, but the uh, just the interactions with not any usually with anyone. Nakamura has always a fun time with anyone he's he's facing in the ring. Uh, you know, Jeff Hardy was was mocking him and doing his stuff, and they were going back and forth. They had a they had a he had a delete thing where he was deleting him and Nakamura was like kind of freaking out. <laughs> it's, it was uh, just just Nakamura is great. I love Nakamura. He's one of my favorites. Um, uh, I don't understand uh, this finish. I don't understand. Like not. I think Nakamura should have won, but I don't understand that Jeff Hardy had to do a swanton to the apron. That when he has horrible back issues. Uh, he's, he's got a, he's gonna, he's gonna kill himself. He's literally going to kill himself if he doesn't calm down. Uh, and I guess on SmackDown, I guess he did something else that was crazy. I didn't see it, but, uh, I read about it. You know, I, um, I've read interviews from him where he says, yeah, his back is, is screwed up. Uh, just, and he, he doesn't do... He never does a swanton on a live show. He purely does them for TV and pay-per-view. And clearly, it's a pay-per-view. It's SummerSlam. It's a big deal. So he's like, well, it's a big deal. So I need to do something crazy. 
yeah, I might hurt myself. But I mean, I think the guy's he's in his he's forty, right? He's in his forties. And look, we we get it. You know, he did a lot of cool shit, and he entertained us for a long time. But we're we're totally cool if he stops doing that because you know. It's it's weird I just, now. <laughs> I worry about it. I worry about his health first and foremost. But I mean, there's no there's no reason he had to do a swanton bomb to the apron, like exposed apron. That was just it was stupid and reckless. And uh, I think they could have done something else to kind of and you know for the finish. But uh, you know Jeff wants to do what he wants to do uh, and. It was a cool spot, I should say, but it was just, it was just, you just, I cringe when I see that with him because I know he's got awful, awful back issues. And uh, so him and Matt, I, you know, Matt's, he's, he might be done. So, you know, I was, ta- I was telling you, uh, talking to you about it uh, a while ago. I think it's crazy that like, besides Devon, all of the TLC guys are just done. Like their bodies are just so messed up. And, uh, you know, we, we all know what happened to edge and, and Christian had head injuries. And I mean, it's the Hardy seemed to have taken the brunt of just the worst, but it does uh, seem like he's, he's basically, he's, he's doing a shadow producer or, um, yeah, like a producer role, which I think I don't know. I guess they just pretty much said, "Look, you need to, you know, you, you're not hundred percent, and you need to just heal up. And there's no point getting surgery and then coming back. You might as well just consider hanging it up because you know you could probably do so much more being a." Uh, producer or whatever agent that's that's what i'm looking for uh which is true which is true you know devon did that um why not i mean look we were all we were all excited to see broken matt hardy in 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 wwe but it's not really worked you know it's not worked how people wanted and you know they had to change a few things for copyrights and um, you know, it's. I think he's had his run, and and there's not much he can do in terms of entertainment-wise. So I think for his own benefit, him moving away into a, an agent role is is probably the best option right now. Yeah, I I think that's a uh, a uh, the right call too. He's just he's gotten a lot of uh, injuries and. He really needs to kind of maybe hang it up. You know, I think he's he's really uh, taking a lot of uh, bad hits, and I know his leg or his uh, lower back is messed up from all those uh, top rope leg drops. <laughs> yeah, there was there was talks of um, there was talks of Jason Jordan doing the same thing. Apparently, his his neck injury isn't any better, so. I mean that's a shame because he's so young and he could have so much potential. But if if that's the case, then that's unfortunate, you know. Kind of kind of the same as as uh, T.J. Wilson, you know. His was his was a freak accident. I feel really bad for that. Uh, and it it also 
it also eliminated a pretty cool move, which until that point was very safe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very unfortunate. Yeah, so, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, so there was that. That's why uh, Joe's his daddy. Yeah, who's your daddy? Um, let's see. But then we, but we, we, then, can't, we can't forget the uh, potential Matrix glitch of Randy Orton coming down and then uh, disappearing again. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was, it's like he forgot his car was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Whoops. he like he left his uh left meter on. running on his car or something. <laughs> I leave the tap running. I, I, I think I did. I better go check that. Yeah, I better go. <laughs> I uh I got all the way down to the ring and he's shit, gotta get out of here. Um <laughs> That was yeah, so that was, weird. That, that was I a mean... very random thing. I have no idea what that was about. I don't know if it was just they decided not to do it and <laughs> they're like, go back. Or the, the, uh, only, the only thing I can think of it was supposed to be some form of intimidation, but I think Hardy was laid out when he came down, so it's like, how would he have known yeah. he was there? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that was very weird. Uh, and then we had probably your favorite thing the whole night: uh, Ronda Rousey facing Alexa Bliss. Uh, another squash match. Um, how long was this? Four minutes. This is a four-minute-long match. Uh, I mean, it okay. Was, it was... So here's my here's my thing. I don't dislike Ronda Rousey. You know, I think look, she wants to do wrestling, great, and she's a huge star outside of wrestling. Movie star, Hall of Fame, UFC, UFC champion, Olympian. So naturally they're going to build this person up to be like the top dog in this division. And, you know, I'm sure she gets tons of coverage for the, for the WWE, which is probably what they want. Um, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm like a huge Alexa Bliss fan Um, to see her get squashed like that. I just didn't care for it, especially, you know, I know Bliss is the heel. She's a top heel. She's a great heel. Um, you know, for her to cower away and, and get destroyed like that, fine. I get it, you know. But again, she could have had some interaction, you know, instead of Rousey just destroying her and, and making her tap that quick. And even, you know, as, as much as putting the belt on her i just i don't know i just i did not think they'd do it i i genuinely i i so i originally i thought okay there's going to be a heel turn from natalia but then i thought oh well she's not going to be around because of recent things with uh her family but then she came out and i'm like oh okay this might make me think what i originally thought but nope nothing just and it was, it was just a really um you know obviously i wish it was more of a uh uh i don't want to say underdog because she's clearly not an underdog but i mean like more of like a climbing like you were bringing up earlier like climbing that mountain type of situation for her because i feel like with 
how they booked this, and I get why they booked it this way because of you know her accolades and stuff like that. But you know, if you know the because they booked it this way, now they don't have a. I think it's a wasted opportunity. I think Ronda Rousey should have. It should have built up all the way to Mania, and she could have won it there, and I'd have been okay right. with that. Well, it's going to. I think it's going to come back and haunt them, and uh, with backlash, I think the fans are going to turn on her if they keep doing things like that. And then, you know, obviously, you know, we'll talk about real quick what happened on uh, Raw. Yeah. I think that I do even worse. I do uh, worry I, for that. I, yeah, and I can't so, tell. I cannot tell for the life of me if she either doesn't understand or if she's too in the moment or if the management backstage have told her to be like this but she's just so i think she's she gets more comfortable she seems more comfortable every time she's in the ring whether it's just on the mic or wrestling right she seems more and more comfortable yeah yeah. i think she, she seems more comfortable each time but i think i don't know i feel like she's just doing she's she's kind of saying things like you know you can hear her saying things and it's just like kind of cringe <laughs> yeah oh well like when she was her uh dialogue in the match was just so cringy it was it was so just unnecessary like the whole like you know ready yeah but but that's that's why really... I, but that's, that's what i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking like is she doing that by herself it was, it was just she's got to is... calm down with that or is she being told to do that, you know, because... Oh, yeah, I'm sure she is. I mean, this is WWE we're talking about here. But, uh, you know, I think... I don't know. I feel like there's times where they, they book her really well, and it kind of gives me that Stone Cold vibe. And then there's times where they just they just force this cringy narrative of just cheesy dialogue and the way they booked her against bliss where she's you know sitting uh indian style in the middle of the ring and you know giving her a free shot i mean that was did they really need to do that in the match (laughs) i mean stuff like that it was just like that just really made it made bliss look weak oh man she looked Um, i mean they made her look so bad and that's a shame because they obviously see that you know they love Bliss. They've given her so much opportunity, and she's taking it, and she's doing what she does with it, and she's doing it really well. And then for her to just just get treat like nothing at, at such a big stage, it just you know it was it was almost almost embarrassing. Um, I'm sure. Pers- I'm sure personally she doesn't care. She's like, yeah, yeah I was at SummerSlam in the second to last match against Ronda Rousey yeah I lost but so what you know that's how they think and you know we need to think similar but in a way that we're entertained you know yeah I mean it is what it is uh they clearly see or they clearly have big plans for her and going to uh so buckle up if you're not a fan but but uh, no, I I mean she is definitely improving, you know. Uh, there's some there's definitely some there is 
There is some rough uh, around the edges uh, parts of of her, you know, dynamic still, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really a fan of squash style either. Uh, I don't think it did Alexa Bliss any good. Uh, I think that was. Uh, I mean, I'm cool with her not having. I guess the offense, but to that degree, no. I thought that was pretty uh pretty pretty brutal. And the fact that it was only four minutes long kind of sucked. Uh so yeah, that's how I feel about that match. Um and then we had of course the main event which was Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think um I I think it's safe to say we all went into that match with one idea in that probably it was just going to be a fight. They were going to beat the shit out of each other and that Lesnar was probably going to leave still champion. But, you know, they. I think the WWE was very, very smart about this. What they did was pretty pretty genius in my view you know very clever oh absolutely so Strowman comes out and everyone's like oh shit he's gonna cash in it's gonna be a triple threat match okay and I'm thinking uh, okay and then you know he gets on the mic and he's like yeah I'm not gonna cash in uh, now I'm gonna wait for the the winner of the match and then cash in and it's like holy shit wow um, that's that's different and then, but then just for like, you know, how he, he got involved in the match, but not like on purpose, you know, and actually before that, you know, uh, Brock was distracted by Strowman and then that, you know, Reigns went to town on him and, and everyone's thinking, oh shit, you know, he's just he's going to beat him like straight away, kind of like a Goldberg situation. But then naturally uh, Lesnar gets the you know, the, the upper hand. And then that's how Strowman gets involved. And it just, just was so great. And I didn't actually realize it was only a six-minute match. I thought it was a bit longer. But um, They probably didn't add the uh, Strowman part to that, though. So it, was, it seemed longer, like when he came out. Yeah, maybe. But, um, look, Reigns winning was the best decision. It was a very clever way to keep the fans invested in the match and not turn on it. Uh, oh, it was basic, Basically, they made Strowman a decoy that whole match. I mean, I, I, went, I went into the match, and I was ready to zone out and just let Lesnar win and let the show go off the air, right? But as soon as Strowman's music hit, I was back in it. I was invested. I wanted to watch it. And that's what that's why it was done, right? I'm sure there were people in the crowd who were like, hey, screw this, let's go. We know what's going to happen. And then they probably heard the music and went, whoa, let's go back. Right. You know, let's watch this. And uh, it was just great. It was just, the match, was, the match itself wasn't good. You know, it was just a fight. It was just finish a, a couple of finisher moves and that was it. But it was just, the way it was presented, it was just it was just perfect for the for the type of match and the build up towards it. Right. I do want to add though that uh, even with it being a clever 
way to uh, stay invested. Um, Braun Strowman is super over. Oh, like without doubt. My God. Uh, he, in my opinion, if they really wanted to, could turn him into the top baby face. He is, he gets everyone invested. People are clearly behind what he's doing. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. I think I, every time he comes out, I'm, I'm, I'm game, man. I, I want to see what he does. And that's, that's a good thing. You want, you want to be able to stay invested uh, to a point of every time they come out, you're like, okay, let's see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm behind you. Um, you know, he's, he's coming out like a badass. I think it's great if he's saying, like, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to cash in like a coward. I'm going to cash in, uh, you know, face-to-face, man-to-man. That made him even badass. Uh, you know, he just, he really, he's really uh, being booked as, it's funny, because he's really being booked as, like, how I think they should be booking Roman. And they, they don't book Roman, they don't book Roman that way. I don't understand. If they would have, if they would book Roman in that same way, I think he would, I don't, I'm not going to say it would magically fix things, but it would absolutely help out. Like, people want that, you know, that badass, you know, my way or the highway, you know? And every time, and every time Roman is out there, it's just so just scripted and so, uh, it just makes no sense. I mean, I saw a timeline, um, you know, uh, you know, we'll go into it on Raw. I guess Heyman came out, and I didn't. I will be honest, I didn't watch all, of it, but uh, I guess Heyman came out and he was asking for a rematch for Lesnar, and, and Angle straight up said no, he doesn't want a rematch. And to me, that's crazy because someone brought up like, okay, so you say that Roman gets to challenge Lesnar randomly at uh, at WrestleMania, loses, gets a rematch. Even the, even though he was the challenger at Mania at a Greatest Royal Rumble, he loses. Now, it wasn't in the most clean of ways that he lost this time, but still, he lost. And he gets another title shot? And you're going to tell me that Lesnar doesn't get one? Like, that's just poor storytelling. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it makes it makes Roman... It, may, it, it definitely shows, like... Uh, that Roman is not the, uh, you know, uh, that he is Vince's boy, I should say. And, uh, you know, and people don't like that. That's, that's not, that's going to hurt his character. Um, and it's, it's funny because, uh, uh, clearly people want Roman to be what Roman is right now. Like, no question. Um, but I just read today that, uh, yesterday that he's now the number one merch seller or he's up there. So I, I don't see it changing, but, uh, it's, it's just crazy to me how the the lengths that Vince has to do and and how, how many, uh, oops, he has to jump through to, to get this to work. Like the whole... Strowman being a decoy thing, and then uh, you know we'll talk about it on Raw with the Shield returning. And it's just he's trying to 
desperately to uh, he's make adamant. This work. He doesn't give up on on his ideas. <laughs> no, and it, it just I've never personally have that I can remember have seen such a way like such a decoy thing to help someone else get over or stay vested. You know, like I've never seen someone have to go to the lengths of having stand there during a match just so people will pay attention. You know? Like, it's crazy to me uh, how they got... But, you know, Roman won and uh, it wasn't a great match, but it was... It, it is what it is. They... I don't think they, it was uh, meant to be a great match. I think it had one it had one purpose that was for Reigns to take the title in a way that makes everyone happy. And I think that was accomplished. Yeah, so that was that was the show. That was the five, six hours of just slogging through a pay-per-view. It's ridiculous how long these pay-per-views are. Um I would I'd give it maybe if we had to rate it out of five, I'd say like I don't know. Definitely not a threat. I think TakeOver was better. But uh I don't know, maybe it was kind of on the same footing as TakeOver. Maybe like I I I'd give it a three. three. Wasn't I'm give I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I'll get, I'll give it a three. Yeah, pretty much. I usually takeovers have a more of a, uh, a lasting appeal to me on the same weekends. Yeah, but this time it was pretty much the same. Like, I thought both shows were decent, good. I had low. Terrible. I had uh, I had low expectations for the show, um, and. They weren't blown out of the water, but they were better than I predicted in some cases. So, you know, I'm okay with it. So real quick, we'll go over Raw and SmackDown. I didn't watch either. I mean, I, I, mean, I know what happened, obviously. But uh, I watched highlights like on YouTube of things I wanted to see. Uh, you know, on Raw, I know that they had the... Uh, uh, the shield kind of reunite to uh, help out Roman. <laughs> so they're doing so, that whole thing again. I guess sort of, you know. So you explain it with with Roman. They're playing the whole "I'm a fighting champion," which you know he put the belt on the line straight away against Finn Balor, who you know was the champion that never lost his title. And hey, that's cool, you know. It gives it it, it gives Balor, it gives him something else to work off uh, after coming off his demon gimmick. And he never lost. He never lost clean in the match. So you know, it's not like he got shit on straight away afterwards. And you know, I didn't see the match. I'm sure it was a decent match. I think at one point, I guess Strowman came down, and that's when. Finn Balor kind of got the offense in, but it didn't quite work, and that's when. Uh, in fact, no, did I don't know did did Reigns win clean? I don't. I feel like he didn't, or did did Strowman interfere? I. Uh, all I remember reading was like 
didn't I guess didn't Strowman uh, come out to face Roman face to face, and he wanted to cash in, and then basically Shield uh, made sure he did. Oh yeah. So because that yeah. seems like a heel move to me. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. So basically, Strowman, you know, he got in got got into Roman's face and and you know attacked him, and and that's when you know he. I think he threw a chair at his head or something. And, you know, he tried to cash in. And obviously, as soon as that, before the bell rang, you know, Sierra Hotel, India, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was like, huh, okay. Uh, this is strange. Why Why this? Why? Why the shield? Why... I can you tell know, you why, but why Strowman playing the heel, or or is the Shield playing the heel? What? Uh... There's no way that they're they're going to book them as the heels. I wish they would, but if this was perfect booking, they would. But they aren't, and uh, I I think that. Basically, Rollins and Ambrose are shit hot right now. Look! Okay? Look! 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 Yeah, so this is my thing with it. If you want to push Roman, that's fine. I've kind of accepted that at this point. If that's who you want to choose, then great. But the problem with this is dragging in Reigns or uh, Rollins and Ambrose. They both do not need this right now. You're basically keeping them hostage from doing their own thing, especially Rollins, who is just yeah, who just won the super white hot right now, right? Why? Why would you? take him out of his element of, of really establishing the intercontinental title and the scene to be in the shield again. It just makes no sense to me. It's obvious. Just it's padding to help reigns again. That's the only reason why this is even a thing. And, uh, it just, it just needs, I don't think that they need to do. I'm so over the shield. I, I have no, I have no desire to see them anymore. No, uh, it's just it. It shouldn't be a thing anymore. I mean, I feel you like know? I feel like are they trying to pick up from before Ambrose was injured because they were doing the shield thing then, and then Roman got sick, and then Ambrose got injured, and then the whole shield thing just fizzled out. And is it, is it like are they are they just bringing it back to carry on where they were and it's like and that, I mean that may, that very well may be but I think uh, I just I don't think it's necessary like if you know I just think uh, it's like I was telling you it's just like a lost type of thing because. You know how uh, popular Seth Rollins is and how white-hot Ambrose was coming back. I mean, do you really need to shovel them back in with Reigns? Like, it's just... It, I don't think it's needed. I think that they could do Reigns versus Strowman on its own. Uh, it's just... it's All it is is a way for Reigns to get cheered. That's the only reason why it's happening. And... Uh, it's a shame. 
it's a shame because it this gives me the impression that whenever something sour is going to happen with them, if it gets really bad, they're just going to form the shield again. And it's like a back pocket type of thing. And it's just like, I I could, couldn't care less about the shield anymore. Um, I like Reigns up by himself. I think he's been killing it lately. Uh, I think honestly, I think uh, Rollins has been their best guy this year on the main roster. Um, he's he's so good. He doesn't need the shield. He needs to be his own person. And, and it's like uh, why why did uh, part of me thinks the shield thing was last minute because why did why give him the IC title if he's gonna walk around right. in the shield with the WWE champion? Oh, sorry, the universal champion. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think that this might have been a last second change after, you know, them really getting scared about going forward. And uh, maybe maybe it's just a thing where they wanted to just escape New York without getting, uh, you know, hijacked. And Vince felt the shield reunion for Raw would be cool. But I I'm hoping but I think it's going to be here to stay, sadly, for a while. Um, We'll see. I mean, who knows? But I wasn't a fan of that. Um, and then you had the uh, another big thing I wanted to talk about was the you know we were talking about Rousey, where she uh, didn't she she attacked Stephanie or gave her an arm bar during her like ceremony, and uh, I have no idea what they're what they want to do with her at this point. Is she she a heel? She a face? No. Who Stephanie? No, Rousey. Oh, right, okay. I don't know. I mean, so, you know, fine. They did a ceremony. Well, Stephanie's... I guess Stephanie, too. Is <laughs> she a face or a heel? I don't, well, I don't know what's you going know, on. Stephanie's playing the, the heel here as the GM. She, uh, or the, well, the commissioner. Uh, or is it GM? Well, whatever. And, whatever she uh, is, I don't know. She, you know, she's like, oh, I brought her in i molded her to how i wanted her blah 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 and obviously you know it's just classic no you didn't i'm me i did all this and then you know the whole well i'm not gonna break anyone's arm unless they deserve it and then randomly tried breaking her arm which okay and then you know on the mic again she's like you know all these women deserve this and you know I, i'll fight all of you to show i'm a fighting champion i'm not going to be like yeah what lesnar yeah that's that's what i wanted to say she says i'm not going to talk lesnar and if she's not careful she is going to be like she Brock is lesnar. yeah <laughs> like i think i i don't think she's going to be lesnar in the way not showing up or anything. Yeah. But yeah. I think she's going to be lesser in just the way she books her or they book her. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty, uh, an unstoppable type of booking, which that's how the fans will which see. It's a shame. It's yeah. a shame because they could have had a really good then with, uh, with Asuka. They fucked that up. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, uh yeah it is what it is uh it made me kind of feel like they treat mma stars like they're better than wrestlers too in that regard it's like okay one thing like one thing i noticed like so when 
after the the arm break, like all the the, all, the quote unquote arm break, yeah. Yeah, all the all the babyface uh, females went to Ronda's side, and all the heels went to Stephanie's side. And there was only there was there was only there was um, the Riot Squad, uh, Alexa and Alicia Fox, who were there. And I'm thinking, are they the only heels on the Raw roster? And Really, who out of them could go up against Rousey, you know, in a feud? Yeah. I, dude, I, I brought this up to you uh, as well. I have no idea. Charlotte, she's like the only person who. Yeah, but, uh, but Charlotte, but with Charlotte, you want, you don't want to, you want to give that a, a good build up. You want that to be a WrestleMania match. You know they're either gonna they're either gonna go Rousey and Charlotte or they're gonna go four horsewomen eight man tag. Oh, you know there's gonna be some sort of filler in between there. Uh, I I don't think uh, there's really anyone that's established enough to really uh, face her. It's ridiculous. I think you know? I think Sasha Banks could be a good contender. Uh, wait, who did you say? Sorry. Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sasha, I, mean, I think heel Sasha would be great against Rondo. Yeah, I mean, it, they're, not, they're quite in a little dilemma here. I'm hoping that at some point, I want to see Rousey and Baszler. I think that would be oh, interesting. Yeah, I know she's in NXT, but I mean... I think that would be like a some sort of like legit opponent. Oh yeah. Well, plus you know you've got the story behind it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that should happen. Um, I it'll mean, be, that'd be it'll really be the cool. first ever. It'll be the first ever women's match where both of them were MMA fighters. You know, shit like that. <laughs> What's uh? What else happened on Raw? I can't. It's it's been too long. <sighs> you know, <laughs> honestly, just nothing that was worth that's worth mentioning. I just thought of those two big things. Apparently, Lesnar was supposed to be on Raw, but I guess he's oh yeah, the whole up soon and yeah, I've heard Raw, Raw was pretty bad. Besides that, um, I think SmackDown was the better show. Uh, had more to offer. Um, you know, I, <laughs> at some point we're gonna have to talk about this Becky Lynch thing. <laughs> yeah, we will. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> honestly, there's uh, nothing more worth worthy of. You know, you had Triple H coming in talking about the Undertaker with their match in in Australia. Um, yeah, which I could couldn't care less about. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bunch um, of filler bullshit. The rest and, of the show, you know, uh, try they tried to elevate the tag team with Dash and Dawson beating Dallas and Axel in single matches. Which, you know, I guess they're doing the whole 
you know, yeah, we can win as a team, but he can't win on his own type thing. Maybe I don't know. And I guess they're, I guess, I guess they're teasing a t- Titus worldwide split up. <laughs> what, whatever. <laughs> I would do, do want to point out that that Reigns faced Finn Balor for the title uh, in that main event, and Finn Balor lost. So, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the show, so I don't know if Balor just was shit again when it came to reaction. Or or not, but yeah, I mean, what a I don't I just oh my god, I hate this whole like fifty fifty booking shit where you book him to look really good and then the next night you just you know it's it so, is what it is. I suppose the only other thing worthy of mentioning is like Kurt Angle's gone. He's been told to go away on vacation so Baron Corbin's taken over GM role for a bit I guess I don't know I guess yeah I mean you know having a heel GM was always better than a face GM Um, apparently it's to do with apparently Kurt's training for another in-ring performance who knows yeah so, other than that, Raw was pretty, uh, pretty mundane. Uh, so, on SmackDown, obviously, want to bring up the uh, the Becky Lynch thing because that started off the show. Uh, so I did watch this, uh, and I will go on record and say that this was probably my least favorite thing they've done since the Oscar situation, uh, which unfortunately was in the same year. <laughs> um, I, I, man, I know we both have uh, different opinions on this, but I was not a fan. I'm not a fan at all of, of the narrative they're telling they have a uh they have a top baby face in the palm of their hand with becky lynch they've they've told a sympathetic uh baby face narrative with her up until uh SummerSlam, and they finally went with the payoff you know she finally uh you know, stood up for herself. The crowd went crazy because they 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 love her. And then she cuts a promo and says how and uh, yeah, I I think that was just the wrong call. You know, uh, I think that they should have went with the dynamic of um, Charlotte being the heel. She, there's not. She's so established at this point that it's not going to hurt her. So, I don't know. I think that they made the wrong decision there. I know you have a different opinion on that. I, I, I don't think that uh, that was the right call. You know, I, everyone's freaking out about it too. By, by Brian Alvarez, uh, who I will admit, you know, I watch his, I listen to his podcast. Uh, not because I agree with him 100% of the time. Usually it's like 50% of the time I agree with him, but I think his content is worth listening to. Um, 
And I agree with them. This, I think this was just awful. I think uh, they really dropped the ball here. And it's just nonsensical storytelling. It, it really is. And uh, I'm not going to say that they won't, ever, they won't turn it around or anything. But uh, what they did on SmackDown anyway, I don't, I don't agree with. I thought that was uh, pretty awful. <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think having Becky as the heel is fresh. You know, we've not seen it before on the main roster. Um, and it just, if Becky won as a face, then what would have happened? She'd have just had a few months as the champion and it'd have been as boring as when she first won the title for the first time. And in this way, she's a heel and yeah, she's not champion, but she's still, she's relevant. And, you know, so you don't always have to be champion to be relevant. And, you know, she's, she's going to do this feud's going to turn out well. And I think in the, in the end, she'll, Hope you know. I think she will be champion uh, in the end, and you know it, it's uh, it's just it's just a fresh take on on the situation. And it's I just... fresh. I agree, it's fresh. I just think it's uh, the way they went about it. I think I would have been okay with her turning heel, but I just the way they told the narrative just completely contradicts it. And I think, I think they... there's some um, there's some issues that you know everyone's cheering for Becky and wants to, to succeed and everyone's against Charlotte. Because people are worried Charlotte's going to end up like like Roman or, or John Cena, you know, just kind of bored of her winning all the time. I mean, she's already tied now with Trish as the, the most tied one. I, and there are, there are people who are more worried about Charlotte in this situation. For me, personally, I'm more worried about telling the story with Becky Lynch because they they really did a and I will give them credit they did a really good job the last couple of months with telling a uh, a sympathetic like babyface narrative of her trying to make a comeback and and get back to you know that top spot that she used to have that she kind of fell off of um and she got cheered the whole way she got even she was probably the most over at SummerSlam when she attacked Charlotte uh, and it wasn't, I, and people, you know, the, oh, it's cause she turned heel. I, it, I didn't see it as a heel turn. I saw it as just, she was, she had every right to be upset because Paige added Charlotte to a match where she had rightfully earned, uh, uh, Becky rather rightfully earned, uh, shots to face Carmella. And I felt that, um, having her come on TV and say, Oh, you know, you guys never believed in me and you guys turned on me. I mean, that's, that never happened. I mean, that, that, that's the opposite of what happened. And, uh, you know, you could say Becky's, you know, I've heard people say like, Oh, well she could be, you know, delusional and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, it gets to a point where, I mean, the narrative they were clearly telling and establishing for the last few months was something different. And uh, I felt like they really had the opportunity to uh, 
to solidify her as one of the top baby faces. And I feel like they kind of uh, squandered that a bit with this, with this promo and, and it could very well, you know, they very well could take these, this clear displeasure with every, with uh, everyone's reaction to it and maybe turn it around a bit. And they, they may very well might do that. But as of uh, this Tuesday, I, I really didn't think they did a good job with that. And uh, um. I, I was a little disappointed personally in that. Uh, I was, I mean, I used, <laughs> you saw my text I gave you. I was, I was really pissed off. Uh, I, this is, I, I've, I've, I've cooled down since then. I mean, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking it into a more rational sense, but, uh, so I've kind of had a clear head on it now. Yeah. It still pisses like, me off. It's like, you know, it's, you've got to wait a whole week to see the resolution of what goes right. on. Like next. I said, it could very well change. But as of Tuesday, I was like, I don't, I don't really like where I don't like the way they're telling this. Um, and I'm not going to go as far, you know, Brian Alvarez said, Oh, this is like, uh, what did he say? He was like, this is like the bottom of the barrel. Like, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, you know, it did. I will, I mean, I will say that it kind of reminded me of Vince Russo with the whole, uh, I'm not going to say it's Vince Russo booking, but it definitely reminded me of it, of, of just getting shock value for the sake of shock value where you don't have any substance towards it and you just do it without any sensical, uh, writing behind it. Um, yeah. it kind of, it kind of felt that with me, uh, but you know, I think it's more of the fact that I just feel bad for Becky because I feel like that was more of a, the right path for her. I think that they, they should have kind of done the Charlotte heel turn there, uh, yeah. at that point, but, happens. it's just one of those things where, you know, maybe maybe the, the creative are thinking, huh, yeah, maybe we could have gone with a different way, but, you know, we can't reverse it, it's done. So we need to work around that. And and maybe they will. But like I said, you know, you've got, you know, these segments, these segments are anywhere 10 to, you know, up, up to 10 minutes, that's it. And then you've got to wait a whole week to see how that goes forward. And, you know, that's uh, it's a long time to to sort of, you know, hold on to and, and be angry for. And oh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, like I said, I'll I'll wait and, and see. Uh, I'm just kind of basing my opinion off of what I saw on SmackDown. And uh, so far, anyway, I'm not really a fan of what they're doing. I am, though, a fan of uh, what they're doing with Samoa Joe and AJ. Nice I segue. think <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was a perfect segue. Uh, I'm really a big fan of what they're doing here. I think it adds an element that's interesting. It's not just a good wrestler versus good wrestler. It's it's got a uh, interesting dynamic with it. It's got Joe being trying to get into his head with the family stuff and being really uncomfortable uh, with what he's saying. I mean, some of the stuff he's saying on the mic is just like, wow, I'm pretty surprised they're allowing him to say that stuff. But uh, in today's age, I mean, um, so it's it's great stuff. Uh, you know, he got on the mic and uh, 
you know, he teched AJ and got on the mic and was talking to uh, his wife and kids, <laughs> which I thought was pretty, pretty funny. Um, just, yeah. it just, uh, it creates more content for the, for the feud and for the story, which ultimately is what I, I suspect this is going to lead to a Hell in a Cell match, which I'm all for. <laughs> it reminded me of when, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was CM Punk when he he like sang happy birthday to like Rey Mysterio's daughter or something <laughs> like that years ago. It just gave me that really uncomfortable feeling, which is, you know, for a storyline. So it's got a cool dynamic. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that uh, that unfolds. It'd be cool to see uh, Joe get the title. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I just don't see them putting him on it. <laughs> but oh no, I, I don't. I think AJ retired. That's but, that's uh, another that's another story. That is another story indeed. Yeah. Uh, and I then... mean, so they you know they are carrying on the. I think they're doing it smart. They're they're carrying on Brian Miz, but they've added in Maurice and Brie Bella into the mix, which. It's good because it keeps the feud going, but it doesn't make it just about them two. Right. It keeps it interesting. It keeps it relevant, and it's got a new twist on it. So, I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, something to do to add filler. Yeah, and, and um, I just think this this feud's going obviously up. I think it will. It's going to go up to the super show in Australia. And then after that, I think it'll fizzle away, but I do, I do think it'll come back towards mania. I mean, yeah, no, I, least, I, I think that's what they should do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that, that, you know, that'd be just great. That was just great storytelling. Yeah. I think, you know, both of our ideas of how they can kind of, uh, gap it out. Um, and uh, circle around back to Mania season and maybe them with them again. Because like I said, you know, with with uh, Miz having the victory, it kind of gives him that leeway of, like, I don't need to have another match. So Brian's got to earn it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what they do. I think uh, this, this mixed tag match was a good idea. Um, so I enjoyed that stuff. Um, and then we have to, we have to point out that... Uh, Eric Rowan got hurt at SummerSlam. Tore his bicep out for a bit. So they took the titles off. I think he got hurt on the house show the day after SummerSlam. Because SmackDown always does a house show on the Monday. Um, So they went to, they went to, they went to, so they went from Brooklyn to Atlantic City do the house show and then came back to Brooklyn to do SmackDown. So I think he hurt, he got hurt there. And then like you say, I don't know if the plan was to give new day the titles, but you know, um, obviously that's where they had to go with it because you know, it's a tag team thing. They just, they just dropped it from them at that time because they couldn't, you know, Rowan had to get surgery. Uh, you know what I, I, me about this? I don't, 
you know, it's unfortunate. You know, injuries happen. Yeah. I think I think Rowan has how hot they are. Oh yeah. Know. I think I think it's a shame for Rowan. He is he does seem quite injury prone, which is, you know, might not be too good for him. But uh, I think the last time uh I mean he was injured before, maybe like a year ago. And what it meant was that Harper they just didn't do anything with him, especially on TV. They just waited for Rowan to get better. Yeah, this might this might be bad for Luke Harper, if which anything. Is, which is the uh, worst because Luke sucks. Harper is so I want him to I'm happy for him to be in a tag team, but I want him to succeed. I think he's so good. He's so talented. You know, he, I mean, we've seen him in a singles role and he did so well. And I just want to see more of that, you know, and, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. They, they're either going to split up the Bludgeon Brothers on TV or it's just going to casually happen. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's just a shame because uh, that tag team has been really uh, doing some. Uh, they've been pretty hot, you know, doing some interesting things, and getting over, and it, it sucks that it, you know it, it always happens, you know, at this, you know, these types of moments where you know you don't want it to happen. But you know, you know, I, I think New Day taking it off of them was probably, you know, you know, the good call, the right call. Uh, you know, they can maybe uh feud with I'm guessing the bar or something in the meantime, but uh, or sanity maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I think Luke Harper, I think he's one of the most underrated guys they have. I think he's I think he's world champion material if they really tried. Uh, I mean, he's proved how good he is. Uh, it's a Cesaro situation for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, same thing. Same dilemma. Uh, yep. So we'll see what happens. I hope he gets, they give him like a singles push or something. Because uh, he's he's so good not to use. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know what else happened on SmackDown besides, I'm trying to think. Uh, so... I'll oh, just, the, I'll, the Hardy I'll, stuff, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I was going to get to that. But yeah, yeah so sure. I guess Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton had a fight and there was a DQ finish and Jeff Hardy just went mental and just destroyed Orton, went to the back and did a swanton off the, the I don't know, like a stage. In Jeff Hardy fashion. Yeah. yeah, through a I... table. and And that was it. Nothing... Nothing went from there. I, I assume the feud will continue. Entertaining spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. And then filler match: Peyton Royce defeated Naomi. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I think Peyton Royce is good. I think she's a good wrestler. She's not perfect. She's not great, but and you know, she's a he, she's a heel. You know, she's a heel. She's she's playing the heel. She's better than Billy Kay by far, but uh, yeah, she's okay. 
They they are good uh, on air personalities as as far as wrestlers go. Uh, that's a different story. Mm. Um. Yeah, and then uh, did Nakamura do anything? I can't remember. He he didn't have a match. He. Uh... Oh, that's right. He had that that segment where he's like talking about how it's. Uh, what did he call it? Like United the... States of Nak America. Nak America, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's clever, I guess. <laughs> uh, Rusev so... and Lana defeated Almas in Vega. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's whatever, you know. Yeah, and 50-50 that was it. <laughs> Good old fifty-fifty booking. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh... I think SmackDown was definitely the better show. Uh, yeah, that was basically the the whole week, and I watched. I mean, I watched a little bit of uh, NXT from uh, the other night, and uh, they had uh, Pete Dunne defend the title against uh, Zach Gibson, which is a really good match. Actually, it was. I guess it was in a, a dark match at a uh, Takeover. Uh, it's really good. Definitely. Uh, Pete Dunn is super over. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, Zach Gibson, of course, is the guy who won the UK tournament this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a solid match. Uh, and then I forgot the other match. I think it was, uh, oh, uh, Bianca Belair versus uh, Diana Perrazzo. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, nothing special, but uh, it's cool that Deanna is officially signed now. Uh, yeah, she's she in was, the May Young Classic. Yeah, well, she she actually was she, she was on NXT TV last year and a couple years ago for you know every now and then as a uh, fill-in, but uh, she finally signed. So a lot of people are pretty happy because, you know, she's pretty popular on the indie scene. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, looking forward to, oh, you know, uh, I read the NXT taping spoilers, so I'm definitely looking forward to uh, a couple matches. Um, okay, nice. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was basically... Uh, the whole week, long, the week. long ass week. Very, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of content, uh, <laughs> a lot of things to uh, to digest on that. Um, good, good, some good things, some bad things. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I haven't. I've I watched all W. It's definitely new for me because I have not watched this much WWE stuff in a week. In quite a long time, uh, especially since especially since New Japan is kind of like on a semi break right now after the G one, so it was like basically all WWE stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice. No, been that a, was that. It's been, it's it's been it's not been the worst, but it's been it's been okay. Um, and hey, it gives us content to talk about. Right? Yeah, exactly. It gives us. A- as podcast, jeez. Uh, so yeah, um, 
But yeah, I mean that, that was, that, was that that was the show this week. We just wanted to discuss you know the week, uh, the week that's gone on, and discuss what we thought, opinions, and and just general yeah. talking shit. And I think and hey, that's what we did. Yep, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll kind of uh, touch base on what's going on in the future, and yeah, and on the next podcast, and yeah, it's it. Some stuff has some good foundation to it, so we'll see how it turns out for sure. Definitely. Well, I think we should uh, wrap it up here. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely talked a lot about it. Uh, yeah, long podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well. Uh, We'll uh, we'll be back next week uh, with uh, I don't know yet. We haven't really decided. We'll uh, we'll probably announce it. We'll figure it out uh, through the week. Yep, we got our okay. we got our Twitter going, so we'll we'll let you know and yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good point. What's going on? We so uh, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we got the we'll social media soon. got the social media thing going. We're um, at afraid of the dark. Uh, Mark even <laughs> at afraid of the Mark on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to get on them, then go ahead and then just follow us and and we'll uh, keep that keep this updated. Yep, for sure, uh, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you guys posted and uh, yeah. Uh, see you next time. Yeah, later breaks. <laughs> Miller <laughs> Okay bye Later <laughs>